TH Glee, the show where we get high and watch Glee. I'm Courtney, and I've never seen all of Glee. And I'm Elise, and Glee was my entire personality back in the day. I know for the listeners, we are both consuming weed legally and are allowed to have it, so if it is not legal in your area or you are not of legal age to consume it, please don't. And yes, we will be trashing Will Schuster in every episode. Please enjoy this and hi us, take it away. <laughs> so... It's interesting. I, I didn't really know what to expect with this last episode and this one. Because, like, I haven't watched them very much. Yeah. They're better than I remember them being. Yeah, I would say, like, we've had worse episodes than the last episode, for sure. And then this one, like, was fun. It was just a fun Glee episode, despite the, like, Will Emma storyline that happened for, like, five minutes. <laughs> it was easy enough to ignore that. He, they sing. They, he sang that song so creepy, though. Uh, this felt more like Glee, genuinely being a comedy. Yeah, which I appreciate because, like, even the stuff that's like the serious plots, like it's still handled comedically. <laughs> yeah, like the whole Santana Rachel fight has taken a much less forbi- foreboding ter- tone. <laughs> it's. Very comedic in this episode. Yeah. I, whoever wrote this episode did a much better job with everything than whoever wrote the last episode. Mm-hmm. So, so um, this is this is season five, episode ten, uh, Trio. I just remember. I think them. it's just called Trio, not Trios. Yeah, it's Trio singular. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to interrupt right at the beginning of this episode, but I just remembered that somebody on Instagram... Somebody I did a show with DM'd me and was like, hey, have I ever told you about my Glee, like, cursed Glee spreadsheet? And I was like, no, please tell me all about it. They ranked, they, like, gave a numerical value to every song in Glee, like, based on, like, certain categories. And I think they're, like, halfway through season three. So, yeah, it's like... Do you have, like, more specific details? Yes. So, it's a 1 to 5 rating. um, 1 being actively hard to watch, problematic. 2 is unoffensive and unremarkable. 3 is decent, but not spectacular. 4, memorable, like what you talk about. 5, belongs in Spotify, like songs. And so, based on that, (laughs) on those... And then it's based on performance, song choice plot theme relevance context compared to the original and then they've done like the average of each song based on that so like don't stop believing has a three three five three one three uh three three five this absolutely sounds like something i would do and i would love to get like a template of this so that i could do it myself with my rankings yeah i should i should ask if i can can you like work on that for me actually yeah (laughs) And then they did the average of each season 
So like season one's average is 2.96. And then they also broke it down by um, Ian Brennan, Brad Falchuk, and Ryan Murphy on whether they wrote or direct the e- wrote or directed the episode. <laughs> That's so me. And guess what? Ian Brennan has the worst score. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> Ryan Murphy has the best score somehow. Well, because like when he's on, he's on, you know? That's true. So yeah, I will absolutely send this to you, but it is just like unhinged. <laughs> and I don't See, think they're to me. Finished- I'm like, I would love, I would love that data. I would love to participate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just remembered that detail of my life, and I got that a while ago. But I was like saving it specifically for a TH Glee session, so I'm glad I remembered because <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would like blow your mind. <laughs> Um, anyway, season five, episode ten. <laughs> um, so we start the episode. We start the episode with Will. He is teaching about the Donner Party, which is hilarious in and of itself. And Emma comes in and is like, "Will, it's time." And Will's like, "And the Donner Party, blah 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 blah." And he runs out the door with Emma, and. In my brain, I'm thinking, are they about to go fuck? No, they, it's a school. It's obviously, they're like, it's, this is a red herring. Like, they're going to trick us. Uh, no. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Whatever you're thinking is about to happen is going to happen. Um, they go into the, like, staff bathroom. Don't lock the door for some reason. Immediately start fucking. And then, two, like, literally two seconds later, Becky walks by and goes, What's going on in there? Opens the door and screams. <laughs> and then it's it cuts to Sue in her office with Will and Emma going, what the fuck? <laughs> like, dis- disgusting. Like, which one he is? <laughs> like, so here's- no, stop. Um, <laughs> like, she's, she goes on this whole rant about, like, her poorest bird lady bones and then at the end of it like and then sue is like becky is scarred and at the end of it emma's like giving her reasoning why they had to do it because there's certain windows of fertility that they have to like do it in where they have a greater chance and like like luckily will was able to like give an admission (laughs) and sue is literally like i'm gonna throw up on you like get out of my office but also, she also details how Michael Bolton or whoever impregnated her. That was later. You're sure that wasn't in that scene? No, that was. Oh no, later. you're right. You're right. That's in the scene with Beast. Yeah. No, in this one, she tells them to leave, and then Emma's like, "Well, luck," and like she's like, "Well, how, how are you pregnant yet?" And she's like, "Well, maybe not. now I am because he was able to give off an admission," and also that means that he like jizzed right as Becky opened the door. Which also means he came in, like, a minute. Less than a minute. Like, this man... Also, the the noises that they made were so nasty. And, like, poor Emma. This is the only man she's ever had sex with. She doesn't know. This is true! She doesn't know. (laughs) She's never gonna gonna orgasm in her life, and she will never know. Yeah. It's just so sad. She'll (laughs) think that she will, but she won't. (laughs) No. So, they're trying to have a baby... Emma's freaking out about it. 
Will's freaking out about it because they're both like of a certain age, I guess. I didn't know Will was 37. I thought he started off the show like 32. I know, me too. I guess it has been I like... I guess he was more like 34? <laughs> well, no, I guess it has been like four years though. We're on season five. Yeah, and four and five have been the same year so far. Yeah, so like 33. Or, yeah, I guess he was 34. That's so weird. No, it'll be four years. I don't know. I don't want to do the app. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not doing Will Schuster math. So then it like hard cuts from Baby Jizz Talk to um, Tina, Sam, and Blaine singing Destiny's Child. <laughs> yeah, they're singing Jumpin' Jumpin'. Which is a great song. <laughs> I never remember this. Much like I don't remember some of the songs in the previous episode. But, like, this was pretty good. It was fantastic. It was, like, fun. They were clearly having fun doing it. It was choreographed. Like, it was, it was, like, really fun. It was really, really fun. Aside from it coming out of fucking nowhere, like. (laughs) Yeah, it might be my favorite song in the episode. Well, mm, it's tough. Yeah. Good songs this week. Good, good, good job, Glee. You did it. Mr. Sh- After they sing the song, Mr. Schuster is like, that was great, but I don't think it's right for nationals, which are in a week, by the way. Like, <laughs> And, like, by the way, he's establishing with that line that they have not selected their songs for nationals. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, he's like, you guys are ready. We don't need to rehearse anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Just no. a completely unforced error. Why tell us that you hadn't picked to the songs if you were going to have him say that at the end? But Tina and Sam and Blaine are like, we just wanted to do something for the seniors. And Artie's like, yeah, me too. And, like, Tina starts crying about being a senior and they go to do a group hug and Artie tries to come over and Blaine, like, pushes him away and it says, and it's like, you already had your turn. <laughs> Which is very funny. Tina's all sad about being a senior, so they're like, what if we did, like, a lock, a lock, a weekend lock-in or something? So they try to plan this lock-in, but Sue cancels it after it's been planned, so, like, it's not gonna happen. Tina's sad about it. Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, Will is in the teacher's lounge with Beast and Sue, and Emma comes in and is like, I peed on the pregnancy stick. was the weirdest way to phrase it like that's literally how she said it she's like i just did the pregnancy stick (laughs) it's a test it's a i took the pregnancy test a man wrote this episode (laughs) (laughs) you you can't figure out what a pregnancy test is called it's so and he didn't want to google it you know he was just like no the pregnancy (laughs) stick it's the thing that tells you if you're pregnant or not she she was Uh, like i used the pregnancy stick and so like she comes in, she's like, nah, I'm not pregnant. And then Will's, like, throwing statistics at her. And then Sue comes over after Emma leaves and is like, yeah, nothing makes me wetter than a fucking statistic about pregnancy. <laughs> like, and then she goes, that's when she goes into great detail about how Michael Bolton serenaded her into a religious experience and then impregnated her with a baby. Uh, while Kenny G was playing saxophone at the foot of their bed. <laughs> It was really gross, but then Beast said um, 
something really weird. And she was like, that's just a saying from where I come from. And Sue goes, and where is it you come from? Um, a dude ranch at a nuclear waste site? <laughs> yeah, she was like, something about like a goat in... In heat, like you still need to like lube her up or something. I don't know. It was weird. It was a dude ranch on a nuclear waste site. Is so funny. That is funny. And then, and then Sue says to Beast that the only thing she could imagine Beast giving birth to is a sack of russet potatoes. A bushel of russet potatoes. That's right. A bushel of russet (laughs) potatoes. Which is so mean. It's so funny though. So that happens. And so then Will goes home and he's like, I'm going to be cool dad now. And he's like painting the nursery like this. Which like, I don't see how that's less pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and Emma comes in and she's like, no, it's bad luck. We, we're not even pregnant yet. And he's like, don't worry, babe. We're just going to like smoke a joint and chill out and let the magic of mother nature happen. And then they sing a weird song. I, what's the song called? I think it's... I think it's, like, about a boy named Daniel. Like, I think it's called, like, Daniel's Song or something. Yeah, I know the song. I just, like, don't know the name of it or who it's by. Spoiler it's, alert. They name their baby Daniel. Like, in this song. They don't name it Finn. Um. Finn is its middle name, Courtney. Oh, of course. Got it. See? I think I wrote this show. <laughs> Um, you've got its number (laughs) so they sing it and they're like watching Ever After and eating popcorn and then they go to bed and Emma's wearing like what looks like a nightgown version of Belle's dress from Beauty and the Beast it's rather poofy it looks like a lot of crinoline yeah it looks like it's made of like chiffon which seems very (laughs) uncomfortable to sleep in like, it does seem like a comfortable thing to wear, but like, yeah, to like lay down in it seems a little cumbersome. Like, I'd be worried about like tearing it in my sleep. Or like, it would just feel so scratchy on your skin, it looks like. I don't know. I don't want it. But they lay down together and presumably have sex. I don't know. Also, she keeps taking pregnancy tests like the day after they they have sex and that's just like not how it works you have to wait like i think we're supposed to think more time is passing but yeah but they never established that (laughs) i'm oh i'm aware (laughs) so in my brain i'm like it's been a day give it a minute like let the baby like have some time to do this let the cells actually meet each other first (laughs) buy a cell a zygote has not even formed (laughs) You gotta buy it, buy the buy the eggs and drinks first. Like, <laughs> so that's like pretty much it for that plot for now. The lock in doesn't happen, but Tina wants it to happen. She's like literally crying on the floor of the school, and so Blaine is like, "We're gonna make this trio happen." He keeps calling them a threesome, which is upsetting. Also, Sam keeps like talking about Tina's boobs. <laughs> Sam, Sam really was a, a bit out of character in this. I was very confused. He took yeah. a very broy turn. Not that he hasn't always been broy, but it was like a little Sam, gross. He was like, what if we never talk to each other again? And Sam was like, well, I'll send you a vine once a week of me doing a dumb impression and you can send me a video of lathering up your boobs. <laughs> and then Blaine is like, what? 
Blaine's like, what the fuck did you just say to her? And Tina was like, it took him long enough to notice my boobs. Like, what? She was, like, happy about it. It (laughs) Which is, like, good for her. Pop off, sis. (laughs) Get you a man. (laughs) So, then Blaine gets in his superhero costume. (laughs) And, like, they break into the Glee Club room at the school and they're running around the school, just the three of them. And then Becky comes out of fucking nowhere, <laughs> all hyped up on 11-hour energy, and makes them play Twister with her. But then Tina and Sam, like, wander off. And then Blaine's like, well, I gotta go find them. And Becky Becky is, like, having an aneurysm from having so many energy drinks. And then <laughs> Blaine walks in, again, walks in on... Sam and Tina making out and the close-ups they do of them kissing, it's like a horror movie. They're it's like very gross. It's like Blaine is scared of straight people <laughs> like touching I each mean, other. I mean, I get it. Yeah, it makes sense. Like <laughs> he's not wrong. But it's just like very upsetting. <laughs> and Blaine throws like a like a full like my dad has a new girlfriend kind of tantrum. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And runs away from them and then, like, won't talk to them at school the next day. And then, but Tina and Sam are like, but no, like, we we decided that it, we're not meant to be a couple. And then Sam's like, yeah, I, I've gone back to not being attracted to Tina at all. And Tina's like, the fuck, dude? <laughs> and then they, they make up and then they make out. You said at one point that you would watch that threesome. Was that about them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's not to like? (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Yeah. And then Mr. Shu comes in to the Glee Club room and is like, you know, you guys, I've decided that we're we're chill. We're just going to chill. And like, you guys are ready for nationals. In LA! (laughs) And everyone cheers, and then they sing a song, but we'll get to that. Meanwhile, back in New York, uh, tensions are high between Santana and Rachel, but now it's much more funny. Santana I Santana has so much hair in this episode. Like, they, they start... I think that's part of the joke. Yeah, they start with her, like, putting in a new weave, and it's so weird. That's not how they start the episode. No, it starts with Rachel and Elliot. Right? I think so. Rachel's yeah, at- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they yeah. sing Barracuda. Rachel's at Niata in a rehearsal room. And she has a a band on standby, I guess, at any time that she wants to practice for Funny Girl. And so she when has... When does she like, go to class? I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like she's, like, not currently enrolled in Niata. She's, like, on leave or something. But she's using their rehearsal rooms there, so it's, like, confusing. And also, Elliot is there for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't go there either. So, they, they're... She's getting ready to rehearse, like, Funny Girl. Like, the entire score. She, I think she says twice. And Elliot comes in and is like, I got your dry cleaning and something else for you. And then she's like, do you want to sing Funny Girl with me? And he's like, no. How about we sing something a little more rock and roll? And then they sing Barracuda. (laughs) And it was fine. It wasn't necessary. 
Yeah, I'm not sure what the purpose was. Yeah, I'm not, I don't understand the point of it. I guess just to establish that Rachel and Elliot like to sing together. Because then Santana and Elliot like to sing together. And that's a problem, I guess. I don't know. But then, yeah, so, and then Elliot goes to Kurt and Santana's place. Because Rachel is also living with him now. Because she came to his door and was like, they kicked me out. They didn't. She kicked herself out. And then she was like, I need to sleep in your bed. Sorry. I'm funny girl. Ha ha ha. And then she stole his bed and he has been sleeping on his very nice couch. I do not know how he got that couch. Then Santana is putting a weave in her hair and she thinks Kurt's home, but it's Elliot because they just leave their door unlocked in New York city. Elliot comes in and Santana's like, traitor, you've been hanging out with Rachel me, 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 me. And Elliot's like, I don't choose sides, bitch. I don't remember what happens after that. Oh, they go to this. They go to the diner, the spotlight diner. Rachel's late to work, and then her boss is like, Table Five wants you, and uh, Table Five is Elliot and Santana. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I guess Santana's running line, or Elliot is running lines with Santana because she's paying him to, for some reason. She calls herself Auntie Snicks. It's yeah, weird. she's done that before. I, I I don't get it, but it's fine. Manager comes back to Rachel and is like, Table three, it's Gloria's birthday, so they want you to sing a very special song. And Rachel's like, happy birthday? <laughs> and he's like, no, Gloria. <laughs> and so then Santana's like, mm, I got this. And then she... And Rachel tell Elliot that whoever he likes to sing with more, he has to choose who to hang out with. And so he also sings with them, but again, he doesn't work there. So they're all singing Gloria. It's it's fun. It's a good number. It's good. Santana and <laughs> and Rachel, they always sound good together. Yeah. And it's a good song. Yeah, and, it, and it's fun. It's a fun number. So they're they're singing it, and then <laughs> you said there. I missed this. You said you saw a scene where Rachel was singing, but her mouth wasn't moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was um, it was in a part where um, like her mouth was closed, but she was doing background vocals. But they had the camera on her of her with her mouth closed. No, oh, weird. Yeah. Oops. And then after the song. Rachel and Santana tell Elliot to choose who they want to hang out with more. And Elliot's like, neither. Bye. (laughs) And he leaves. And then the next day or something like that. I don't know. Kurt's like, you guys are ruining my band. So you're kicked out of the band because I want to keep Elliot in the band. And um, by the way, come see our new band, which is me, Adam Lambert and Demi Lovato. (laughs) Remember her? Yeah. Um, hanging out and being a trio. So, aha, they said trio again. Uh, Rachel and Santana both show up. They Santana walks in and Rachel looks at her like she was surprised to see her when Kurt explicitly invited both of them. Yeah. So I, I don't know why they were surprised to see each other there. And they agree to like pretend to be friends for the night for like Kurt's sake. And then Kurt, Demi, and Adam get on stage, and 
Kurt's like, unfortunately, Pamela Lansbury is no more. Some man in the background just goes, what? <laughs> he was so upset. He was like, what? <laughs> he just looked so upset about Pamela Lansbury breaking up. <laughs> the last time we saw Pamela Lansbury perform live, no one was there. So, like, now it, things have clearly transpired off screen for Pamela Lansbury because they have, like, a full house at this show. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did have that one guy who really liked Angela Lansbury, so... Yeah, and um, Elliot talked to the Village Voice or whatever, so... Yeah. So, obviously, they're famous now in Lower Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're huge in the Lower East Side. <laughs> And then, and then Kurt's, Kurt gives a speech and another guy yells out, shut up and sing. And I was like, yeah, points were made. But Kurt gives this whole speech of like, friendship is friendship and magic and don't hate your friends, blah, 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 blah. And then they sing a song. I don't know the name of the song, but it is a very fun number. It's called The Happening. The Happening? Like Mm -hmm. the movie? Yeah, but I think this is like a Supreme song. With Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> it's very good. They're very it's, good. It's really, really fun. They bring the house down. And they're like all in suits. Yeah, Demi Lovato looks so hot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is her final appearance. It's so upsetting. Well, um, and then, so the next day, Rachel is back at her old apartment rifling through Santana's underwear drawer and Santana comes in and is like, why are you going through my panty drawer, Lezzy? <laughs> and Rachel's like, because it used to be my scented candle drawer. And then she pulls out a scented candle and Santana's like, are we going to talk about the fact that you had a scented candle drawer? <laughs> and Rachel looks at, basically looks at the camera and goes some other time. <laughs> It's like, what is happening? <laughs> and then they oh, have, also like... we forgot to mention in the scene with Rachel and Elliot, she, I swear, she sounded like she was on drugs. Like, it was like viewing the show at 1.5 speed, how fast she was talking. It was like she was on, like, crack or something. Like, she was, like, Adderalled up that day on set. But Rachel and Santana have, like, a very civil conversation Rachel basically just is like, why my part? Why did you have to be my understudy? And Santana's like, because I saw an opportunity and I took it and you would have done the same thing to me. And Rachel's like, yeah, you're right. I would have. But she's still mad at it. It seemed like they resolved it, but also they're mad at each other still. Because when Kurt, Demi, and Adam came in, they were like, no, we still hate each other. Also, we're both leaving. Bye. I don't think we get any of the New York plot in the next episode. Oh. I don't think so, anyway. That's boring. Why is it all about nationals? Yeah. Disgusting. (laughs) Remember, nationals are in one week. I don't care. (laughs) You've outgrown the need for nationals. I don't care about nationals. They don't even prepare. It's not fair. It's unbelievable that a show choir that performed Gangnam Style 
and somebody passed out on stage, they have somehow made it to the national title. Because the Warriors had a doping scandal. <laughs> That's right, because the other team had a doping scandal. But, like, still, wouldn't, like, wouldn't, like, the Amish school get to go instead? Like, out of all of them? Really? <laughs> Where's was... oral intensity in all this? Come on, you mean to tell me not oral that intensity. their best option to send to the national title was the team that did Gangnam Style at sectionals and somebody passed out on stage? Oh, what was the the club, the Glee Club that was the Starlight Express pun? Oh, it was well. It was the Portland Scale Blazers did a medley from uh, Oh, from that's Express. Portland Scale Blazers. They should get to go. <laughs> I agree. Maybe they are because they're uh, they're not in Ohio. They're not in their region. Is Vocal Adrenaline still a thing, or are they done? Vocal Adrenaline, I think, is still a thing, but hasn't been performing. At the necessary level, because I don't think they're th- they're not the main threat at nationals. We get a different Glee club that we've never seen before. That's the main threat at nationals, and they do a truly unhinged mashup. And also, their leader is Skylar Aston. Oh God, yes. Okay, this is this sounds familiar. And um, and their like thing is that they're like all like acrobatic students. <laughs> sure. I. Oh god, I want so badly to tell you what the mashup that they do is, but I would rather get your reaction in real time. Oh, we're gonna watch it soon, so don't worry. It's next up. <laughs> Back at McKinley High, Tina, Sam, and Blaine are like, we're gonna sing a song together as seniors to celebrate going to nationals and also being seniors. And they're like, already getting here because you're a senior too. Did you talk about the lock-in already? Yeah. Oh my god. You zoned out hard. (laughs) Where am I? (laughs) Elias, I talked about the lock-in. You already talked about, like, oh, that's right. No, you did. I remember. You just didn't talk about them singing Don't You Forget About Me. Oh, that's right. They did sing that. That was good, too. And that was actually very appropriate in the moment. (laughs) I approved of it. Blaine did the whole pump in the air and everything. I use that gif of Blaine doing the freeze frame fist pump all the time. And Sam's wearing a skirt, and it's and it's adorable. They, they all get in Cheerios uniforms. Yeah. That's when Becky catches them. Yeah. me. Anyway, they, they tell Artie they want to sing with him. So, <laughs> we cut to the, the auditorium. Everyone who's not a senior is in the is in the audience laughing for some reason. Also, none of them have had lines in several episodes. Four not episodes, I want to say. Like the last time I think any of them said anything, they were all puppets. Okay, I think Kitty and Unique have each had like two offhand lines. Yeah, but they're not related to the plot whatsoever. We have not heard Marley speak since the Christmas episode. Which means in the canon, we haven't heard her speak since the puppet episode. And like, same with Ryder and Jake, I think. All she did this episode was dance weird during the Destiny Child, Destiny's Child song. That's her thing now. Yeah, she's just like a white woman dancing. 
Yeah. She's she's the vine of the lady who's like, and I'm your freestyle hip hop dan- dance instructor. Like <laughs> that's who she Renata is. Renata Bliss. Yeah. I'm Renata Bliss. <laughs> I'll be your freestyle dance instructor. So they're all in the auditorium. And then they cut to the, the stage and it's all billowy and like cloudy and they start singing Hold On by Wilson Phillips. <laughs> Which is so funny to me for some reason. I don't know. I just like It's also for some reason the song that Elliot brings to Kurt and Danny and is like, I found the perfect song for us to sing. I'm like, yeah. your whole thing is liking rock and roll. Yeah, not this like lesbian soft rock. Like <laughs> song from bridesmaids come on kyle richard's best friend wilson phillips <laughs> that's a it's a shout out to all my beverly hills fans out there real housewives <sighs> like everybody sings the song i'll keep going <laughs> It's going There's not very much left to the episode. There's like maybe one more scene. One more day. Yeah, they sing the song, and you would think that's where the episode ends, but no, it actually ends with Will and Emma, and Will is packing for LA because he's leaving in two days to go to nationals in LA, uh, a competition which he is not ready for, but he said that he was because he's a liar. And he's like, Emma, time to pack your things because we're going to LA. And I know how you like to vacuum seal. Also, they're packing two days before they leave, which is stupid. I packed day before. <laughs> yeah. And then Emma's like, I don't want to go. I can't go. And Will's like, but why? You're a good luck charm. And we can spend a whole week making a baby. And then she says, but what if we already made one? And then looks at him with like her big doe eyes and like blink blinks at him. And then he's like, <laughs> like a deer. And he's like, oh my God, please, are you telling the truth? Because the last time somebody told me they were pregnant, they faked it. And it's like, yeah, we all know, dude. Come on, like, chill out. And she's like, no, I want Terry to- Schuster reference in the house. Terry Schuster up- updates if you are listening. Terry are- Schuster updates if you're listening. Please be on our show. We would love to collab. <laughs> we would love to be the official mouthpiece of Terry Schuster updates. <laughs> I think we got to start tweeting them from our TH Glee account. <laughs> the thing is, I don't use the TH Glee account. Like, I, I, we only use the Instagram. <laughs> uh, I think I might start using the THD Twitter and uh, just shit posting. <laughs> Go for it. I'm going to do it. And then, and then once a week, post a link to the new episode. Yeah. New plan. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Terry Schuster, if you're out there. <laughs> Uh, give us all your Drag Race hot takes, because I know you watch that show, because you tweet about it all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> so Emma's pregnant. That's the moral of the story. That's how the episode ends. I was barely paying attention to the scene, because my dog was in the middle of not wanting to take a bath. So here, that was the show happening. Here's what else was <laughs> happening. So Wilson Phillips is singing. Emma's pregnant. All of this is happening. I am so stoned. Like, I can't, like... Courtney's also muted at this point. Yeah, and I'm muted because, like, my computer's echoing. It's weird. There's, like, a weird audio thing happening, so I have to be muted. So I'm just, like, typing my reactions to Elise. 
All I can hear, though, besides Glee, is Elise going, is it time for a bath? And then a bunch of shuffling, a dog, like, whimpering, <laughs> and a man going, ow! <laughs> what the fuck is happening <laughs> we had our own comedy of errors happening <laughs> and I and like here's the other thing is like Elise can't even see me right now when we're recording because I have to have my camera off because my fucking internet sucks <laughs> so it's just like we're making do okay gorilla podcasting till the bitter end <laughs> You're lucky you're getting episodes because God knows we've been, <laughs> we both have full-time jobs now. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very difficult to find times to do this. Yes. We don't have the patience or the inclination to make sure everything works every time. <laughs> no, because like, I'll get off work at six my time. So you're still at work for like two hours. Three more hours. Three more hours. <laughs> And then it's 9 p.m. my time when you're done with work. And I'm like, I'm going to bed. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like wanting to eat dinner. And like spend time with your boyfriend or whatever. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I know. It's like we have lives. I don't. I just go home. I go to work and I go home. On Mondays, I eat Japanese barbecue. <laughs> but only on Mondays. Well, that's when it's half off. Oh, gotcha. We would go on Tuesdays, so that's when I have therapy. Anyways, so that's that's this episode. Um, next week, uh, Nationals? Who knows what they're singing? They don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your favorite song? Uh, there were a lot of good songs this episode. There were. There really were. I I like I I do love that Wilson Phillips song because I think it's just a hilarious song, <laughs> but also very catchy. But I think I'm um, gonna go with mm, "Don't You Forget About Me." Wow. Okay. I just love that song. For I me, can, I can listen to that song anytime, any day, anywhere. It's definitely for me between "Jumpin' Jumpin'" and "The Happening." I actually listen to the happening Glee cast version a decent amount because it's so fun and good. Yeah. And I like never listened to Jumpin' Jumpin', but I was really impressed by how fun it was. And I really liked the concept and I thought it was done well. So I don't know. One of those two. I also really like Gloria. Yes. Oh my God. That's, I, I knew there was a third one that I was forgetting about that I was also really stuck on because Again, they just all sound amazing. They sound so good. And it was goofy. And it was a goofy episode. Glee is at its best, truly, when it leans into being funny. Yeah. I I think I didn't appreciate this episode at the time because it was like... It, but like, because I, because like, I knew it could be better. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, And it wasn't as good as it used to be. But watching, and, like, I thought the plot was stupid, which, like, to be fair, it is. But with hindsight and with um, caring less, (laughs) (laughs) I actually think this is pretty solid. (laughs) Do you think watching Glee with me has made you care less about Glee as, like, a, as an entity, I guess? (laughs) Uh, I don't think it's specifically, like, you. I think it's more just, like, me 
actually becoming an adult. <laughs> yeah, that'll do too. Um, like I just don't I just don't care as much about this sort of thing do you think if you had watched this with me as it was coming out and I sat here making fun of it the whole time you would have hated me (laughs) um maybe at times (laughs) but now you can Uh, it's all stupid (laughs) I I think I think this later stuff I probably would have just been the exact in the exact same place that you were I just probably would also be angrier um but like earlier stuff that I like genuinely enjoyed yeah I I was pretty serious about it (laughs) so I, I can see you like I can just imagine baby Elise teenage Elise watching this show and being so enthralled by the first three seasons and then slowly watching the decline and your eye just slowly twitching more and more yeah just with that's basically what happened to me further and further to the left instead of the right (laughs) yeah yeah no i i took it incredibly seriously because it was it was my it was like my thing and uh but then it just like kept betraying me (laughs) Yeah, and I started getting angrier and angrier. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, because it was my thing, and it just keeps betraying me. <laughs> yeah, not Harry Potter himself, but she who will not be named. <laughs> yep. What are you gonna do, toothless? Why are you being adorable right now? He's showing me his fangs, but he's upside down. <laughs> he's a bed. vampire bat. He's a belly boy. If you want to see Toothless content, follow Toothless on uh, Instagram at blackcat.toothless. I think that's his Instagram. (laughs) I think it might be underscore. Blackcat underscore toothless. It's one of those. (laughs) But you can see his dumb little face. So that'll be fun. He Okay, that's gross. Anyways... Anything else about Glee? Mm-hmm. I think I ate too much of the edible. <laughs> Oopsie. Oh no, I just wanted a little bit more because it, because I, I was like coming down from the, the last bite I had, but it tastes really good, so I ate too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... TH Glee. One, two, three. Future us. Take it away. <laughs> I was like, are you going to get to the actual outro? <laughs> <laughs> so true, bestie. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of TH Glee. If you like this episode, you can give it a five star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to see more from us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TH Glee 420. If you want to hear more of my voice, you can check out Pumping Up the Podcast, a Hannah Montana podcast, or follow me on Twitter at Lovely Lacey. And if you want to hear more of my voice, you can listen to Ramsey's Recaps and Trailer Trash, or follow me on Twitter at Morty Smile. And until next time, don't stop believing. Oh my god.